few years ago, I had a horrifying experience that I hope I never have again. It was in the inn. We were running this big Christian ministry. It was in a hotel. I was behind the front desk, and somebody came running in, and they said, Pastor Pierpont, uh, it's a boy named Galen. Galen is having a seizure. I'm not medically trained at all. Galen is having a seizure. So I ran out, and it was very frightening uh, that Galen was having a seizure because he was almost an insulin shock. Called an ambulance, and we went. He, he, he survived. He's well today. Now, again, this isn't medical advice I'm going to give you because I'm a, a pastor and I'm not trained at all medically, but here's what somebody told me, and I always remembered this. They said, you know, if somebody had had like a packet of honey to go under his tongue right then, it might have saved his life, you know. He did live, but I don't know if that's true or not. But I thought about that this week because even though this is a day almost of pageantry in the Christian church, even though it's a beautiful and joyful and happy tradition in the Christian church to, to recognize Mother's Day. This is a very serious message that I want to bring you. I feel like it's, as a pastor, I feel like this could be like honey under the tongue of your soul, that it could really be significantly helpful to you. Because actually what we're going to talk, our text that we're preaching today from really Ephesians chapter 6 is a quotation from the Old Testament, and it's not a quotation from just anywhere in the Old Testament. It's a quotation from the Ten Commandments in the Old Testament. It's a very critical thing to life and flourishing and Christianity and the nation and the church and marriages and families. It's a critical thing that that Jesus exemplified in his life, and he certainly taught it, and it is throughout the Scriptures. I, I dream of this church continuing to be and being a place where women have are given special honor and that's because we're loyal to jesus we're followers of jesus and no one gave women the special honor that jesus gave to women and so i i i I dream about this place continuing to be and growing in a place that really shows honor to women Uh, someone said this I, i i noticed and he said this before she was your wife. She was God's daughter. Before she was your wife, she was God's daughter. He pointed out from Genesis that God created Adam. Then he put him to sleep. Then he created Eve. And he had a relationship with Eve. God had a relationship with Eve of love before he introduced her to Adam. God created women. He loves women. Jesus honored women. People who love Jesus and understand Jesus honor women. It's good for you. It's good for your marriage. It's good for your family. It's good for the country. It's good for the church to honor women before she was your wife she was God's daughter and then this fellow went on and said so how does God feel about the way you're treating his daughter today this morning what I'd like to do is uh, I'd like to give you a, 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 a brief message I am eight for eight 
on letting out at noon on Mother's Day since I've been the pastor here. <laughs> no small degree of pride I've taken that. So we want to go nine for nine today. And so I've got 12 points. So if you guys want to make bets with one another right now about whether I can do this, you, well, you shouldn't bet, of course. I want to talk today about 12 ways to honor your mother. 12 ways to honor your mother. Hey, if your mother's still living, congratulations that you still have a living mom and you can honor her. You can honor her memory if she's not living. Um, but somebody waded through the jaws of death to bring you into the world. And, and it's good for us to think about that. So I want to talk to you about 12 ways to honor your mother. Here's the first one. Honor your mother by doing what she tells you to do. That's, of course, if, you know, when you're living at home and you're under her authority, eventually your mom wants you to go away, right? She just wants you to go. She wants you to come back and bring her gifts. She wants you to go have babies that adore her. She wants you to just go now and don't come back. Make some of your own money now. Please take care of yourself. She loves you. She wants you to come back for brief visits. Yes. But while you live with her and she hasn't released you, the way God made it is you obey her during that time. You obey your mom and dad. That's what it means. Now, where am I getting this? Well, it's interesting because the, the text really that, we're, that we have displayed here is Ephesians 6.1. Everybody knows it. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may be well with you and you may live long upon the earth. Well, that's kind of interesting because where is that commandment given? It's in Exodus and chapter 19 there. And in that passage, though, it doesn't say that it may be well with you and you may live long upon the earth. It says so that you can, it says it's speaking to the nation and it says, obey your mother and father. And show, it says, actually says, honor your mother and father so that you will have national life, national flourishing. So your, so your nation will last. And then Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, interpolates here and says, Honor means obey. In a, when you go from ex- Exodus to Ephesians, honor means obey. The number one way to show honor to your mother is to live under her authority, obey her and dad. Yeah, And it says, and then it will be well with you. And I just think it's kind of humorous. And you will live long upon the earth. In other words, if you don't do that, I'm not promising you won't die young. You may die at her hand. You know, it just may happen. But, but honor your mother with hope. Oh, with obedience, this is what the, what the scriptures say. It's interesting because here's one of the things my mother told me. Did your mother tell you this? My mother was like big on this, and I never got it growing up. I mean, I like hot dogs. I like, uh, I like meat. I like meat. I like meat. Um, I, and then mom would always put vegetables with the meat. I always thought it was just like an artistic thing, kind of a decorative thing. There's the meat, and there's the little artwork with it, you know. Br- green vegetables, leafy vegetables. She was big on broccoli and Brussels sprouts, like little cabbages. She, she would always say, I want you to eat some of that with, with your meal. This is a serious thing I'm, I'm saying, though. And, and you know, to, to be honest, I only ate the stuff, like spinach, only when she made me eat that. That's what happens when you do this, all right? So it's only when she made me. And it literally, you know, she's nice about it, but she would say, Kenny, finish one helping of spinach, Finish your Brussels sprouts. Finish your broccoli. All this stuff. Finish your asparagus. I'm like, why are you torturing me like this? So I grow up, you know, and you have a few years you can get away with not being healthy, right? You can get away with it. It doesn't catch up with you. When it catches up with you, it's going to cost you. You're going to go to the doctor. You're going to pay him a lot of money. When you get there, he's going to go, 
Now, I can give you some expensive drugs here. This is what I prefer to do. Doctors make a lot of money doing that. Sorry, doc. Sorry, sorry, nurses. You know, I'll give you expensive drugs, or you could lose weight. I'm like, how would I go about doing that? He says, eat a lot less meat and more spinach, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, carrots, peas, greed. Are you kidding me? My mom told me that for free when I was a kid. If I had obeyed her, I would be like half the man I am right now, and I wouldn't have to take my gout pill in the morning. Yeah. Say, well, it's silly. Well, yeah, it's kind of silly, but it's exactly what the Bible says. It's interesting, isn't it? Children obey your parents, you know, in the Lord. This is right. It will be well with you, and you're lo- you might live longer. So go home and eat your spinach today. Do it for mom, all right? And you go, well, I'm glad I came to church. They won't leave me alone anywhere on this. Here's what I'm saying, by the way. Here's the big idea of the message. If you want to write it down, go back to sleep. Nations, churches, marriages, and families are only as strong as the relationships that hold them together. It's all about relationships, right? In your job, it's all about relationships. You have bad relationships at work. You're not going to get promoted. You're not going to get a raise. You're not going to have a job very long. You're not going to make big sales if you don't build relationships with people. You're not going to, I don't know what it is you do. It's rare that you're going to do well on a job that doesn't involve good relationships. And where do you learn good relationships? Right here. Children, obey your parents. Honor your mother and your father. If you don't treat your mom right, it's really unlikely you're going to do well in earth. And that's the bedrock of a nation, according to the Scriptures. Interesting, isn't it? As a matter of fact, the Bible teaches in a, many places, in a couple places that pop into my mind, in First Peter and in Romans 12, the Bible says, honor all men. Honor all men. In other words, the way we're supposed to treat everybody is with honor. In other words, what, what that means is that you make a decision to put a high value on people. And the Bible says that we're supposed to put a high value on everybody well, that's not natural to do that. That's kind of almost supernatural. In our flesh, we're like, we put a high value on us, not on other people. How do you learn that the world doesn't revolve around you? In a word, mom helps you with that. Dad helps you with that. They train you. you when you honor your father, you honor your mother, then you're learning one of the most important skills you will ever have, and that is to honor other human beings before yourself and that's going to help you in life. This is what the scriptures are teaching. Okay, so here's the, that's the first one. Honor your mom with obedience. Here's another one. Honor your mother and anybody, by the way, you're going to honor your dad with kind, respectful speech. The scriptures say this. You know, if you curse, uh, he who curses his father and mother shall be put to death. In the Old Testament law, it's a capital offense to talk bad to your mom and dad. Just sharing. Yeah. Proverbs 20, 20, whoever curses his father and mother, his lamp will be put out. In deep darkness. Okay? Fear of God yet? Let's keep going. Proverbs 31, 28. Her children rise up and they call her blessed. Her husband also. He praises her. Hey, man, this is a free one for you, okay? Bible says say nice stuff about your wife a lot in front of other people. If you do that, you're one smart guy. Because I'm guessing women are not that motivated to keep doing all that good stuff they do that we love so much if you never notice it or say anything about it. And how do did, how did kids rise up and call their mom blessed? They need an example. How do kids say good things about mom and dad? Because they do what, what dads has always tried on Mother's Day to have the kids write a letter to mom and then have them read the letter out loud 
so that you get to be in on the beautiful emotion of the children expressing their intimacy to their mother. And Lois isn't a person that's quick to cry, but I get her every year on Mother's Day. I just have the kids read those letters to her. She cries. We kid with her about that. It's, everybody knows that now. I noticed today on the Internet, our oldest son kind of came up with a version of that where he made a video of his kids telling mom that they love her. Hey, how do you honor your mom? Say good stuff about her. If she's not even living, you can do that. Speak kindly about her. Speak kindly to her. Make sure that you have kind and respectful speech. That's what the scriptures teach. This is a Bible way to honor your mother. Stop and think about this right now. Right now, if your mom is still living and you have been disrespectful in your speech toward her or less than kind, then what you need to do is you need to go back and you need to ask your mom's forgiveness for any time that you've done that. And then, from now on, when you speak with your mo- to your mother or about your mother, take a deep breath first and obey and honor God by only speaking with a special kindness and respect to your mother always the bible the bible teaches this you know about men and women you know the bible says rebuke not an elder but entreat him as a father and the idea is when someone is older than you of any gender there's a special dignity that you give them in your speech even if they need to be rebuked if if you're if they're older than you you don't rebuke them you entreat them as a father you speak in a very kind way This is just powerful stuff. All right, here's a third way. On your mother by listening. On your mother by listening. Does the scripture say a wise son heeds his father's instruction, a scoffer doesn't listen? And Proverbs there says, cease listening to instruction, my son, and you will stray from the words of knowledge. This is true with listening to dad. It's true with with listening to your mom. Seriously, all kidding aside, moms give us tons of wisdom if we will listen to them. And I'll just tell you, I've been around long enough, and you've seen it. Young people that don't listen to their mom generally don't do very well. And generally, young people that listen to their mother and respect their mother do well. I'll just be really open with you. We were involved in an organization that was really high control, high end, kind of like over the top, right? So a lot of the kids that were in the organization, their parents were telling them everything to do, how to dress, what to do, where, everything. It was, it was actually kind of over the top, you know, and it, And I worked with those young people. A lot of them kind of resented their parents forced them to do a bunch of stuff beyond what the scriptures say. And I worked with hundreds of those young people. And after a while, I figured out there was a little formula to help them. You know what it was? I would get the kids away in a beautiful place, and I would sit down and talk with them. I'd say, look, your parents are weird, you know, right? I was weird to my kids, too. We were weird. We, we, we kind of overdid it. We were, you know, our motives were pure, but we kind of, we, we demanded too much, what, more than what Jesus said. But they're your parents, and they love you. And if you submit to God, and if you submit to your mom and dad, God's blessing will follow you in your life. And I'm here to tell you that is absolutely true. I'm not giving you a pass if you're parents and you're going beyond what God said and demanding a bunch of stuff of your kids. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't have a pass for that. Don't do stupid stuff like that. But I am just saying this. Even if your mom is weird or your dad is kind of overbearing or your mom isn't emotionally just so perfect or you happen to live in a broken world and you happen to have a broken mom and you still speak kindly to her and you listen carefully to her, I'm telling you God's blessing will be on that. That's how he works. Okay, here's, a, here's another one. You honor your mother with hard work. 
She probably told you that, right? Diligence. He who gathers in summer is a wise son. He who sleeps in harvest is a son who causes shame, mostly to his mother. Yeah? Work hard. Work hard. Take a job. Do it. That's just a way to honor your mother. She'll appreciate that. All right? Here's another one, number five. How am I doing? Honor your mother by avoiding foolishness. This is just stuff that comes, you know, right out of Scripture. Proverbs 17, 25 is a passage I always found is kind of humorous. A foolish son is a grief to his father and a bitterness to her who bore him. When you go do things that aren't wise and you do foolish things, your father's grieved and your mom, it's like she took poison. Ah, that's just, I, you know, don't. One of the best things you can do to honor your mother is search the scriptures like Proverbs that talk about wisdom. Ask, you know, be saved. We'll get to that later. Be saved, be spirit-filled, and in the power of the Holy Spirit, obey the Bible, the Proverbs, the wisdom of Proverbs, and that will be a tremendous blessing to your mom and your dad. For that matter, they'll, they'll be grateful for you. Honor your mother with mannerly behavior. Number six, uh, the Scriptures talk about this. There's some passages there that give an example. Like even Rachel, when she's running from her father, she apologized she didn't stand up when he came into the tent. In Leviticus 19.32, it says that in the law, you shall rise before the gray-headed, honor the presence of an old man, and fear your God. I am the Lord. That's kind of ominous speech, isn't it? You see somebody that's older than you are, if you respect God, you need to respect them. And it doesn't matter it's so much if they've been... You know, if they've been doing a lot of respect, respectable things, it matters that they're an older person and you show respect for them. This is a powerful thing. And by the way, I don't want you to be utilitarian about this, but if you're a kid and you want a job and you, you'd like a good job with a, with, that pays good money, here's a couple little tips. Work hard, okay? People like hiring people who work hard, yeah? And the other thing is go learn. I'm not being a smart aleck, but go learn manners, Just learn manners, because if you do that, older people will automatically think highly of you. They'll just go, where did this guy come from? He holds the door for ladies. He says, please and thank you. He's polite. She's polite. I want them in my business. I want them in my organization. I think more highly of them than maybe I even ought to, because they're just polite. Who teaches kids to be polite? I mean, can't you hear your mother's voice? What are the magic words? Your mom was right about the magic words. Say please. Say thank you. Stand up when older people come in the room. Shake hands. Look people in the eye. That's just the stuff moms teach you. Go back and every once in a while you hear your mom's voice in your mind. I'm not with my mom every day. I hear her voice in my mind all the time. Did you wash your hands? Like, hear that? Hear my mom's voice. Did you brush your teeth? Dude, I'm 57 years old, and my mom's voice is like, did you brush your teeth? And then there's this other little chorus to that. Be true to your teeth, or they'll be false to you. (laughs) Sometimes I'm like sitting in the barber chair, and they're going, I'm like, you're right, Mom, you're right. It's true. I'm sorry. Honor your father and mother with, uh, with, with mannerly behavior. Um. And by the way, just, this is probably a really good time for me to just remind you, too, that one of the best manners that a person can ever have is asking, uh, is, is forgiving other people. And, and can I just say, don't be bitter against your mom. Some of you right now, that's the big thing you're thinking of. It's like, well, my mom really was messed up. My mom wasn't good to me. Or my mom was, 
addicted or on, on alcohol or, or she had her troubles and, and, and she hurt me a lot. Well, just honor her today by forgiving her. Jesus forgave you, right? So you forgive her. And here's what that means, just three things real quick. When I forgive somebody, it means I'm not going to bring it up in my mind anymore against them. When I forgive somebody, it means I'm not going to bring it up to them anymore. And when I really forgive somebody, it means I've decided that I'm not going to bring it up to other people again. If you find yourself bringing it up in your mind, you didn't forgive them. If you find yourself telling other people, you didn't forgive them. If you find yourself telling them, you didn't forgive them. Just take it to the cross. Do with their sin what Jesus did with your sin, and you'll be a lot happier person. That's just Okay, number seven. I've got to move. Honor your father and mother with gifts and material provisions. You kids getting notes on this? Yeah. Um, and that is just kidding. Yeah. It, that's what the scriptures say. He answered and said to them, why do you transgress the commandment of God with your tradition? The Pharisees are saying, I'm not giving what I owe to my parents because I'm bringing it to the temple. And he says, that's not the way you honor me. If you want to honor me, you take care of your mom and dad. Give them. I noticed this about Lois. When I first got married, I wrote her poetry. Not every man can do that. I can't do plumbing, but I can do poetry. I can't do electric, but I can't do poetry. I can't. Sometimes I cross-thread the oil filter, but I can write poetry, doggone it. The, the irony is Lois is just not that impressed with poetry. It's just, it's, a, it's just not. She's a sweet girl, but you give it to her, and she tries to be nice. She's like, oh, thank you. It's kind of like fake, you know. First, first got married, I gave her a pink sweatbands. And the, the, the ingrate, you know, she gets the pink sweatbands, and she goes, thank you. I remember her just like, it was kind of a syrupy fake. Like, you know, thank you. And I'm like, that didn't work, you know. One day I stumbled into this idea no other man ever thought of. And I, I ordered flowers. And when they got delivered, I noticed that her eyes lit up. And her face flushed red. And she came across the room and hugged me. And I'm like, huh. Poetry is so much cheaper than flowers. Like... <laughs> Why me, God? You know, so it's true, though. You know, so here's what I'm just saying is every woman is like that. I don't mean flowers. I mean, every woman, there's something that, that makes her eyes light up. And gentlemen, it's your job to figure out what that is and do it a bunch. How do you learn that? Trying to make your mom happy. That's how you learn. Watching your dad take care of your mom. This is the stuff of life. I'm going to go over. I got to be. Okay, here we go. Number eight, honor your mother with acts of service. Acts of service. First Timothy says, if anyone doesn't provide for his relatives, especially a member of his household, he's denied the faith. He's worse than an unbeliever. One of the most powerful ways to show somebody love is with, thank you, acts of service. Could Mike Beenstra gets thrown under the bus this morning. So here's what happens. We're, at, we're in the Holy Land, right? And we're on the bus. Mike is there. There's a lady that goes with us who's really a unique lady. She loves, she's a very organized. She's kind of an organized lady. She likes to organize everything, which is a great gift. Um, I try to... I try to take advantage of women that way, but I try to stay out of their path at the same time. You see what I'm saying? I like them to do things for me, but I don't want them to have me do things. That's why that's I am. So Mike is on the bus, and this lady figures out he's a really nice guy, and he will do, oh, you know, he'll pretty much do whatever she asks him to do, which after a while was like, oh, my word, it was killing me, because I was looking for her, and kind of, she's a nice lady, I, I, but I wanted to avoid her, because I didn't want to get instructions, you know, from her. And I watched Mike. I remember one day in particular, he's all the way in the back of the bus. I don't know if you remember this. And the lady just says, 
son, could you go up there and get me some water and get some for the rest of us? And Mike, and you know, me, my insides are going, no. That's me. I mean, my insides are like, like, are we married? Because, you know, you know and, and Mike just gets up like a good man, like a good Christian. He goes to the front of the bus without resentment. He gets the water. I don't know if you remember this. Brings it back. I go over to Lois. I go, <laughs> they, uh, my son-in-law, he's that, he's that way too. Wants to serve. He comes over, and we're all sitting around like, but, and he, he, I'll, I'll help. He acts a service. And I'm going to tell you something. People that do that, for some people, for some women, that is the number way they feel honored is when you're quick to do things to help them. And so I'm, I'm not that way as much as I want to be, but I'm watching Dale, and I'm watching Mike, and I'm not joking. I mean, there are times I literally think, this is going to be funny, what would Mike Beanstra do <laughs> when it comes to serving like that? So, okay, you're not going to talk about you anymore. <laughs> Except, Mike, I did notice this week at your brother's funeral when you came in with your mom and you had your arm around her. And when your dad passed, I said to your mom, can you tell me your secret? Because your boys really seem, they all love the Lord and they all love you. And she said, I taught them to honor their father, even though he wasn't a perfect man. So, telling you folks, honor your mother, honor your father. It'll be well with you. And then these, uh, write me for the notes, honor her by visiting and staying in touch, honor her by training your children to show honor to her, honor her by being a person of godly character, and the most important thing is honor her by loving her God, following her God. If she's a believer or if she's passed, this is the number one priority she would have for you right now. Just know God and follow God. You know, Jesus, our Savior, our, our commander, our king, our, our lover, our leader, the one we look to for an example, when he died, they recorded seven sayings on the cross. Seven sayings, right? They were profound sayings like, it is finished, Father, forgive them, right? Today you'll be with me in paradise. Seven sayings, only seven, Jesus said on the cross. Toward the end of those sayings, he looked at John the apostle, the one that he was particularly close to, the Marys were, three Marys were near the cross. One of those Marys was Jesus' mother. John was not Jesus' brother. This John was not Jesus' brother. In John chapter 19, he says to John, John, behold your mother. It wasn't his mother. He says to Mary, Mary, behold your son. When Jesus was literally gasping for his very last breath and saying words that the entire Christendom would hang on for the rest of our lives. One of the things that he said was, take care of my mom. He created a relationship there where Mary would have somebody to love and somebody would take care of her. And in tradition, and that, and the Bible says, John is the guy who wrote it, by the way. John writes down, and from that day she came to live with John, with me. And in Christian tradition, it says she lived with him for the next 11 years, the rest of her life. I hope today is an awesome Mother's Day for you. And I hope if, you, if you're not a mom 
and you're a lady, I hope you felt honored today. I hope you felt loved today. I hope that what I said today is like honey under the tongue. Let's stand and pray, and we'll go eat. Jesus, thank you so much for the women that you put into our lives. We don't treasure them and honor them enough because we're selfish and we're self-indulgent and we're sinful and we're fallen, and so we need your help. Thank you for the wisdom you've given us in Scripture. Thank you for salvation through Christ. Thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. Inspire us and help us to go out there and show honor to people, especially our mom. Amen.